That's Biden, baby. Me, 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 me. One, two, three, me, 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 me. Hey, Dan. up what's up dude welcome to the movie blues podcast 9-11 special yeah um i feel like so we are recording on september 11th we are i feel like before we get into the wackiness Mm -hmm. we should just like take a moment to acknowledge that at the end of the day this is a pretty important anniversary of like a blight on our nation insofar as it has been exactly one year, eight months, and nine days since the worst terrorist attack our country has ever faced on our nation's capital by the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> now nah, I like it when you come prepared, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Blues 9-11 special. We were going to watch... The whole 9-11 yards. But uh, something more pressing came up. Yeah. And that is a Breitbart-produced piece-of-shit propaganda film (laughs) called My Son Hunter. Yeah, what do we even call the episode? My Son Hunter? Yeah, I mean, that's the only one I've come up with so far. It's (laughs) written in my notes. Spotify's going to turn that down real quick. They're they're not going to like that. They're going to pull that, Dan. And we don't want to get pulled. Yet. Yeah, you mean like the news pulled the fucking story of Hunter Biden's laptop? (laughs) Classic Spotify cancel culture. These big tech companies are censoring conservative voices. Jesus Christ. And that's the last thing Josh is going to like on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Dan. Sup, dog? Um, (laughs) You know, the old in-out, in-out. That that was the the theme to the ending of She-Hulk, correct? I (laughs) see what you did there. Have you been enjoying She-Hulk, Dan? I haven't seen (laughs) I'm just kidding. What is it, on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's where where all Marvels go to die. No, I haven't opened Disney Plus for any reason other than that fucking Star Wars special effects documentary. Well, you may need to open it for this season at some point. (laughs) Fuck you. Because we're going to do Clerks 3, apparently. And, you know, I get get to choose, too. That's how we're doing this season. Uh, After this episode, uh, the next time around, we're showing up with His Choice, My Choice. Pro-choice. This is now a pro-choice podcast. Always was. <laughs> Baby! We're keeping it old school this year. Back to the Roots. Back to Roots. Starring LeVar Burton. <laughs> shit, I should have been rapping in this shit a long time ago, dog. Here we go, Dan ending on the mic goes first. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Got his ass. Got his ass with that one. He didn't know that when we started the bit, I was the hype man. He was going to have to drop a verse. Theme song I by feel Chris like Dronda. Uh, Chris Dronda should make us a new theme song and pay us this time for the press. <sighs> Shout out, Chris. Do you think we've surpassed the fame of Space Bacon? <laughs> no comment. I mean, haven't haven't gotten Harrison as a fan yet, so Space Bacon still's got a one up on me. Um, <laughs> should we do a live podcast at Milk Boy? 
It's too. I don't like it up. It's so cramped up there. Yeah. Well, it's also not in business anymore. Did they go out of business? No, but they. Uh, <laughs> they so little they, Philly news for you people. Strap in. They no. They um. They had quote unquote constructural issues. I think like the floor collapsed or some shit. Yeah, um, that and makes sense. They closed for like the last like seven months, and they were supposed to reopen, and they booked a bunch of dates, and were trying to book us, and or we were supposed to book, and. I was like, I don't want to book a show in Milk Boy. We don't know that it's actually going to happen. And sure enough, all their dates got canceled and they're still closed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. All of our non-Philly listeners are really feeling that story. Just cut that. Cut it. It's cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about politics, Dan. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Typical politician. Big cock, but no cum. <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh at the samples. Uh, I promised myself I wouldn't do it this time. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Um, hmm. We got a real special movie on the docket today. Um, we decided for some reason yeah, it would special be... the same way that fucking, uh, like, um, what's-his-face in Gigli is special. The actual retarded person in Gigli. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oof. It shouldn't be me that got cancer. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you busted that one out so early. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hunter Biden coming in strong uh, from the film My Son Hunter. This movie is insane. <laughs> Just <laughs> insane. Um, I honestly, like, you might, you might think listening to this right now that, like, we don't know uh like what to even say about this movie that there's not a lot to say but i don't even know (laughs) i don't know which way to even approach it i think i'm I'm gonna go through a gradual unwinding for the next hour of getting inebriated on drug and drink while i parse the mental and physical damage that this movie caused me this is like the only way to approach this movie from my brain was like the same way i approached anti-coronavirus in terms of just like quality i Uh, found this film more sinister than anti-coronavirus. Course, yeah, yeah, no. This for was sure. an, this was an actual piece of propaganda. This this was a real piece. Yeah, this was like birth of a nation. This <laughs> by way by way of crank two. I thought it was like by way of snatch because like a, a large portion of the movie are quick cut scenes to like and it's like they're like stealing the jewels doing the heroin yeah but it's also got like shit where like he's like telekinetically communicating with his dog and it's like yes got fucking like crank vibes i want to get something off the top of my chest up front which is that this is not a movie you should watch at all like this isn't no 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 i'm gonna take the firmly opposite position really um i think that everyone should go out of their way to watch this movie so that you can understand what the fuck is going on with these people and why they are how they are if they're watching things like that's a different story of course this is how they are that is a different story though because like everyone should know that this is going on i also think that this movie should be watched under cautionary here's how far we've gotten into hell world um type of viewing but what i'm saying is like it's not an enjoyable movie no no it's a like it's not like i i'm you know saw something that was 
very funny and cringe and blah, blah, blah. And like, I need everyone to now go see it. This was more like, if you really want a window into some of the sickest people in the entire history of the world, this is a good place to start. Yeah. I'm going to say on the front end, this is a podcast in which we've watched, um, yoga hosers. We've watched (laughs) cats. We've watched anti-coronavirus. We have watched Jupiter ascending. We have watched the buried secret of M night Shyamalan. We've Mm -hmm. watched Gigli. We've watched son of the mask. Uh, this movie, tell him, all of my previous zeros are no longer zeros. This is, we have reached a new depth of the shit pile. Uh-huh. Holy fuck. This movie is, this like, this is like if I were to make, try to make a satire of like what conservatives are like and they're like goddamn self-victimization complex. This is what this movie was in earnest. Jesus Christ, um, to to all of our uh, right-leaning listeners, um, all two of them. Yeah. Shout out Josh. Shout out Josh's brother-in-law. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening. I can't imagine after your experience in the rental zone that you're engaged with the community. But if you are, here we go. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Oh my God. <laughs> These people, the way you are with your fucking like turning into the Joker and ruining online communities, this uh-huh. is just like these people's natural state of existence. <laughs> Look, all right, it, uh, okay. Here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna try to say here yeah. to our two conservative listeners. Yeah, I don't think that this movie is representative of all of you. I don't think that most intelligent people, even intelligent conservatives, which do exist, even though it's an oxymoron. Um, that they would find this movie to be good. I don't think that that's true. I think that anybody who thought that this movie was good is just like lying to themselves for all the reasons they lie to everybody else. Um, <laughs> that being said... <laughs> doesn't matter whether they think it's good. What matters is whether they think it's valid. Yeah. That being said, this wasn't... This wasn't a movie. This was this was like having like a, a fucking idiot read you the news. It was... It w- it made Nazi propaganda seem subtle in its approach. Oh yeah, it was violently messaging at all times in ways that broke it as a movie. Like okay, anti coronavirus. Let's take that as an example for anybody that doesn't know what that is. Uh, one season we watched a movie uh, in the depths of the pandemic called anti coronavirus was a low budget film made by, I believe a psychotic Indian man. Um, and it was <laughs> that a, he wrote and made in like four days. Yeah. During the pandemic. And um, it was about how, uh, you know, the, all the quarantining and all this bullshit, it's all like too much. And it, it was like what you'd expect it to be. Um, it's just kind of like a, a very pedestrian, very cheaply made movie about how, how bad, you know, the people are lying about the pandemic. And it was just like, not propaganda. It's just like the ramblings of a conservative madman. Whereas yeah. this is like the ramblings of thousands and thousands of political figureheads, people in the country, actual senators, people that have completely lost yeah. grips with reality. Now I want to say up front to anybody listening to this, that doesn't know me personally. I don't think that either side is doing anything good right now. I have no interest in the DNC and anything to do with the democratic party anymore. And I 
think that the right is like maybe the funniest meme joker of all time at this point it's literally anarchy encapsulated yeah. it's we definitely it's, need to make clear that we are not approaching this film from um a liberal democrat perspective yeah no like i i think the far right has become a an absolute hellscape of contradictions to a degree that are profound and amazing and and the problem is and that like we, we will get to that because i, I wanna, have some hilarious ones <laughs> written down about this movie. i want to get it up front too that um i really think that the problem i want to jump out of politics for a second and talk about comedy in politics because there is the most frustrating thing in the entire world for me is the and this goes to actual people i work with who are right-leaning the idea that the left's humor is flawed yeah and the, that the left, uh, the, the left meme, can't meme the left can't meme thing all right I, I don't need to go into the fact that every famous comedian every worthwhile jewish entertainer and beyond is typically a liberal mm -hmm. throughout history yeah, yeah. throughout the construction of all hollywood all comedy all history um that that is pretty compelling but the idea that the left can't meme is beyond snowflake because like again these are things that the right has invented to project the problems that they're having like they are the snowflakes right so they accused everyone of being snowflakes it's the same thing with like um organizations that you see conversion camps things like that people who uh demonize being gay are typically yeah, like yeah. turn out to be pedophiles yeah, and things yeah. like that their sense it's of, the same idea i mean like because <laughs> their sense of humor is entirely based around like a self-victimization or a boogeyman that usually doesn't exist so like that like a hundred percent which is like, also why they love the bible so much interjection so so like babylon b is a site that's um like the conservative onion that's their whole vibe they do satire articles and they're so incredibly on the nose there's no possibility for subtlety within right-wing humor because really all it equates to is that like i don't like culture like it, it's it, it's nothing it's all nothing humor it's all like the most low-hanging fruit like it's like the shit when you go see an open mic comic that's like 18 years old just like the the whole concept of the left camp meme from a group of people that like all they have to joke about is like the same pronoun joke that's been being made since like yeah. 2012 it's disgusting it's just like uh, removing all politics from it sure these people are not funny and this right. movie thinks that it's comedic okay so the, we're, and we're it getting... is so fucking unfunny <laughs> we're getting to the point here and the point and again i don't want to like i don't want to harp too much on either side in particular because i think that both are culpable oh but, we'll talk about don't look up but one is fucking funny okay like when you watch a movie like bullworth or when you watch um like a political satire even like stephen colbert's show my cartoon president um on showtime about donald trump in sort of a fred flintstone yeah. uh, sitcom role yeah. That shit is legitimately subjectively funny. Like the jokes are well written. It's, it's you know, I, I we, can, we can even look at a liberal king. Look it, at look at uh, it's last, not last worth week, discussing. Last week, it's a fucking fact. Yeah, last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, it's amusing. Yeah, I mean, it borders on funny. It's delightful. Yeah, it's 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 well written comedy. No concern. You, you listen, know what the problem listen, is, Dan? No Here's the problem: is what it takes to write a good joke is intelligence. Yeah, that hurt me, and I'm not even conservative. I'm coming. I'm coming for y'all. Jesus Christ, Tommy. See, um, here's here's the thing. We have 
six seasons of the podcast, I'm well, well, yeah. well documented and on <laughs> verbal record of making fun of liberals for fucking five years at this point. Yeah. Today, not the case. It's not going to be the case. Today. All right. So you want to lean in with me? Yeah. Oh, dude. Today, dude. <laughs> I have I've I've shied away from fucking ragging on conservatives because like to me it's like what's like it, it's like joking about like fucking airline food at this point. Like how do you make fun of something that's so inherently stupid and like obviously fucking just nonsense like to everybody? It's it's like hack humor. But like now that I've seen this. I, I understand. I understand what's going on with y'all. And yeah. the circle jerk is weird, real. Y'all talk about liberal bubbles. I gotta say, I've had some debates with people. I've debated with liberals. Their uh, their ideas are misguided, but boy, do they for for as much as y'all think everyone's a fucking snowflake. Um, usually their concerns really just like for other people. <laughs> no one's really. They're not Crazy. sitting around being like, man, white voices are being really suppressed and persecuted currently. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space. God, he is loving that delivery so it's, much. It's so hard. It's so hard to be a white man talking these days, Dan. Um, listen, listen. Calm, first of all, calm down. <laughs> this is going to be, and I've never told you about this, but um, you know how we talk about like the Dan Andin verse, um, and, and obviously then there are movies that I pick that are just torture you, like Lawnmower Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in these in these circumstances, when I go to edit the podcast and I port all the files into Audacity and look at them, I it's a Dan Andin verse episode when you're. Um, speech. My waveform is like way wider. It's just busting. Like <laughs> when it's your time to talk, it's like political rant. It's like Hitler on the fucking pulpit. <laughs> I, I see myself. That was a legitimate comparison between you and Hitler. I felt like that actually logically lands. I see myself as more of like a Trotsky figure. Fair enough. Up Mussolini. Um, uh, <clears throat> Mussolini, you're gonna <laughs> bring Italy into this. Um. Before we get too far into this, I want to celebrate a little more of the holiday that we're in, Dan. <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. You were talking about Hitler, like... Well, no, we're talking about um, the state of things. I know, but right it's, just, it's just it's interesting to me that, like, I feel like if you don't want to watch this movie, we can sum it up that, like, this movie was made, produced, and written by the people who say shit like, well, like, it's worth noting that, like, Hitler was a great order. Um... To have a little fun, I decided that it would be a good time to um, look into uh, a recent news story about a um, conservative-owned food establishment, a.k.a. restaurant, in Virginia that created a 9-11-specific menu. Um, because we are talking about um, the other side and who is really the crazier one. And while liberals are melting down about other people's rights... Um, this is the humor, quote unquote, of people uh, more right leaning uh, in, in de facto form in physical reality. So, Dan, if you reach under your scoreboard, you will see an actual printout of the menu from <laughs> the... <laughs> What is this fucking Oprah? I fucking, I fucking, when, when you peed, I hid it in your packet. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, this is a menu of the Clubhouse uh, restaurant in Virginia uh, for their Patriot Day 2022 Seafood Sunday. That is today. Um, uh, the 9-11 uh, Remember menu, which was such a big deal that they were being threatened um, with uh, legal action and had to change it to an all-football menu. Uh, made the news. It was on TMZ. Threatened by legal action by whom? Um, this is the actual menu you're looking at here. Uh, let's start, and we're going to go through some of these selections. Okay. okay. Uh, in the top left, we have the uh, 2977 Chowder. What is 2977? I don't know. Wait, 2977? I'm not sure. What's that a reference to? That's got to be some deep QAnon shit. Is that like... Is the, that one of the flight the numbers? The flight that crashed in Pennsylvania? No, because the next menu uh, item is the oh, Flight yeah. 93 Redirect, okay. which is a hot crab dip with crostini. Um, <laughs> Naturally. That, that is going to run you $10. Um, <laughs> next up, we got the First Responder Flatbread. Not a <laughs> Dan, huge fan Dan of this is one. Is... Triggered a little bit by this one. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Pentagon Pie. Um, That's a crispy oven-baked flatbread loaded with tender shrimp, fresh tomato, spinach, garlic. That sounds that's disgusting. Delightful. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the next I menu mean, the shrimp item. is tender. Now we got the Pentagon Pie. This is uh, something Why sweet. Why would they use the word tender as an adjective in the fucking 9-11 food? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Pentagon Pie. Next up, <laughs> we got the Pentagon Pie. Uh, you can't see if that's a missile, a uh, guided missile or a plane, but it does look like it has chocolate on top. So, yeah, <clears throat> there's exactly three frames of chocolate on top. <laughs> the Freedom Flounder coming up next. It's a grill filet of uh, what is this? Soul. Soul with fresh tomato, garlic and balsamic glaze. Sorry, I copied this at work and printed it out while being paid. Yeah. By OLS. After living Grilled filet of the soul is stolen by Democrats. <laughs> Um, if you want to bundle up, if you want to save some money, you got your friends coming. Um, we got the never forget sampler. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be saving $22 total in savings. Yeah. That's two cups of the 2977 yeah. chowder. 50 bones for everything. Um, <laughs> eat and drinks for two. <laughs> oh, two, including two remember teeny cocktails. Yeah. Dan, will you walk us through the cocktail menu? Yeah. We got the remember teeny. <laughs> Which is key lime, rum, cream, coconut rum, pineapple juice, a splash of cream served up with whipped cream. Uh, what is that? Honey graham rim? Yes, that is honey grams, the cereal smashed uh, for the rim of your remember teeny. Yeah, classic high cuisine southern <laughs> comfort. You skipped the 9-11 oysters. I did skip the 9-11 oysters. I am allergic to them. So <laughs> they are not kosher. <laughs> they, so. they didn't even try with that one. Those are just the 9-11 oysters. <laughs> Amazing that you only get six of them. You'd think you'd get nine or 11 of them. God, I hate the South. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thought that would be fun, and it was. That's insane. Um, that's a real thing. Why'd they get legal action? Who sued them? People were just like losing their minds over it. It was a is a scandal. It's probably propagated by the fake news media and Antifa, I would assume. But yeah, fucking classic, goddamn canceling a small. This business. is a false flag clubhouse menu. No, it's just this goddamn outrage culture just trying to fucking hurt mom and shop small business. <laughs> Trans rights deducted. <laughs> That's gotta be your favorite sample, right? I hate that one. <laughs> I think when I when I ported it to the machine, I was like, I imagine Dan is going to say he hates this. And that's all. You were correct. That was good. Oh, they got curbside pickup. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm surprised it's literally not like fucking jet fuel doesn't melt our flounder. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, like, like we were talking about the before. South is the worst. This is um, like conservative meme humor stretched to full uh, movie length. Yeah. If that quality example, if that really like is something you want to see, then this is it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I had I had meant to meant to do this. Yeah. Um, hold on. This is end. This is gonna be dead air for a second. Uh-huh. Uh What sample should I use for dead air? This is a good one. Yeah. I asked you last season to stop doing it. Yeah, I bet you fucking did. God damn you. Um, I'm going to trans yeah, rights deduct you if you keep it up. <laughs> You're ugly. You're disgusting. Um, I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Um, so what do you got, Dan? Um, I uh, I just want to give you um, as a frame of reference. I want you to give. I've been referencing the Babylon Bee. Yeah. Um, this is like if it what people would like. I'd I'd say this is probably like the tops of the top when it comes to like the upper. This is the considered the upper echelon of conservative humor. Like this is what like these people think is like genius. You know the way that like we romanticize the onion. Let me let me just. uh, I just want to say like the onion is. At times, some of the most genius things yeah. ever put to, yeah, to physical print. No, 100. percent What I'm saying is that they think this is all. They okay. Th- this is a, I've got you here. This is a site run. Please by read it to me. So I, I, I can, listen to I can a, die a I listen to more. a three-hour podcast interview by Joe Rogan of the owner of Babylon B. Okay. Um, discussing about how their motivation is that like the onion skews too liberal, so they believe that they are the onion, but for correct voices. That makes me sick. Um, so like here's like the top headlines currently. Okay. America says offer to trade Biden for the Queen still stands. Obama releases memoir about that time he got his portrait done. <laughs> NFL hoping third year of quote end racism unquote painted in end zone will do the trick. Gavin Newsom now running ads in Florida and other states where people can still turn on their TVs. Dude, Quote, dude, it's I, Tucker Carlson, says Jennifer Lawrence at every image in Rorschach test. Yeah, that's where we're at. This is a peak of the of the side that can meme. This is what we're working with. <laughs> the, of the side that can meme. The headline of this entire website. Liberals have called the Babylon Bee garbage. We can't think of a higher compliment. Um, so what I think of that made uh, Mad Magazine seem genius. Yeah, the biggest an analogy, um, non-political analogy I can think of for like this realm of humor, is um, a genre that I'm, I'm I have a, a genre of music that I'm very um, want to make fun of, um, um, aptly called butt rock. Are you familiar with butt rock, Dan? Uh, like Nickelback and stuff. Nickelback would be butt rock. Um, you know, you'd have like Imagine Dragon, Shine Down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's called butt rock both because I'm 100 percent with you. I, it, I know exactly what you're talking. So about. It, it's both it's both called butt rock because it sounds like butt, but also because 
it, it's featured on radio stations where the bumpers coming in from commercial are like, you're listening to 95.5 WMMR where we don't play anything but rock. None of that pussy shit. No, just metal rock. Fucking rock, baby. Uh, now here's Imagine Dragons and Godsmack. Like, it's just fucking, like, it's a, it's a projection of an image of being harder than it is. And that's what this is. This is like, look how fucking goddamn smart and scathing we are while we say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'm saying is conservatives I, are butt rock. I'm trying to, like, figure out in my own way, like, what it kind of reminds me of the most. It's... The thing is, like, you can't you can't continue to be a comedian if nothing lands. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, this is like. Um, but it lands for these people. But much like much like these people is like Trump himself, which is like totally. It, it, it's a, it's about not caring even when you're so fucking wrong. No, it's about being belligerent. Well, yeah, sure, belligerent is definitely an offshoot of it, but it's just like just to be in such a vacuum. That even humor bends, it's like a black hole. Yeah, the, it, well, it's like the epitome of what one would call an echo chamber. In that, like, the the what they see to be the genius of it is that it inherently subverts the mainstream narrative, the message. So therefore, it's scathing satire. I guess we should talk about the movie, right? I We're guess. There. Hold on, my my. My bar Rachel, you want to come talk about my son Hunter? God. Rachel, yeah, here. L let's have my wife lean in. This is Rachel from Rachel's Review Corner. I recently took your theme song off the pod, like the board. Okay. So just imagine that your theme song is playing in the background. <laughs> Rachel, what what did you think of? Just... Rachel's coming to deliver her husband yeah. a bottle of scotch with ice, like uh, like a traditional fucking uh, nuclear household should. This is amazing. Yeah. Everybody should be as lucky as me. Those who made this movie would be very proud of this this moment. Do you need any more, Dan? Um, yeah. We haven't even talked about your heart attack. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. We'll true. talk about it during the Clerks Three episode. That's fair. Will you serve him as well, my maiden? <laughs> Thanks, my grace. <laughs> Guys, Rachel's wearing glasses right now. She yeah, like, I'm feeling it. She looks like a character out of a Michael Crichton book. It's fucking amazing. What a what a pull. It's her best Thank look. You. Her be she's living her best I'm good. look. I'm good. Okay, that's well, a that's lot. a silly amount to give it that's to Dan. <laughs> oh my God, we finished the bottle. Jesus. No, I don't need any more of that. Okay. We're talking about Hunter Biden, baby. We we barely even started talking about Hunter. But do you want to uh, quick give your Golden Gun just, uh, review uh, of Hunter I Hunter just Biden? Say we are for sure on the right side of history. Wow. That's <laughs> even Dan's eyes just went super wide. We're trying to play things like a little um, intellectually here, but do you want to do you want to give your opinion of the movie? You remember the movie that you watched half and half of? Yeah, it was like as bad as the coronavirus movie. Uh -huh. um, I made I that give reference. It a zero out of ten. What? <laughs> Not even a one for style. Rachel, the first thing I said was that because of this movie, I have to move my anti-coronavirus review up from a zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would have rather watched anti-coronavirus again. Yeah, than watch but we are movie. on the right side of history. Emphasis on the right. <laughs> All right, your excuse. See you later, Tuts. Um, thanks for the drink, baby. Yeah, you see that, liberals? That's how women are supposed to treat their man. You hear that, cat? That's how you're supposed to do it. Wow. Um, I <clears throat> am the cum lord. 
I just put that there to mark where in the episode I wanted to delete. That wasn't related, Kat. <laughs> you like that one, huh? Okay. What is that from? That's Gilbert Godfrey doing a cameo. <laughs> Which I sent you during the week. You didn't watch it, obviously. No. It's fucking good. I don't, dude. After I saw Gilbert Gottfried live, I do anything to avoid watching him do anything. Oh, here we go. I'm pissing and shitting and coming. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's Gilbert. That was Gilbert Gottfried of Are You Afraid of the Dark fame. Was he in Are You Afraid of the Dark? One episode. Wow, people are gonna love this episode. Yeah, I am drunk and it is one thirty. Yeah, people haven't had. A, a it's been a while since we've had a drinking on a Sunday episode. Isn't that every episode we've ever done? <laughs> no, there's there's a different degree. Like this is we're like, very serious. This is this is like like Moonfall Hancock Day. <laughs> what a sentence! <laughs> what did I say to you the other day? I was like, "That's a sentence no one has ever said." Yeah. In the history of time, it was uh, about the whole nine yards. I was like, well, we should probably do the whole nine yards for 9-11 day or something <laughs> yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. This is going to make me lose my erection. Boing! <laughs> you would think I wouldn't have that. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. <laughs> guys, that is an... <laughs> Guys, that is an actual line in this movie. Yeah, the right can sure meme. Let's take it just one more time. Just really take this one in. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. <laughs> yeah, you see, he meant to say election, but he accidentally Freudian <laughs> slipped erection. And the funny thing is that for all of its misdeeds, this was not a comedy. <laughs> no. Like, this is a movie in which Joe Biden says erection instead of election yeah and they make a cartoon boing yeah and this is a drama yeah i mean there are moments where um there's a lot of fourth wall breaking where that's where they try to insert the humor where uh you know there'll be a moment where like hunter biden's like banging a bunch of hookers and then what's her face from mandalorian will look to the fucking camera and be okay, like, so. like father like son huh <laughs> it needs to be said up front that gina carano is in this movie that's uh yeah part of the appeal yeah that's their star power <laughs> um and gina carano like as we all know got uh canceled for being a, a like a staunch yeah hold on conservative let's put a pin on this real quick yeah getting canceled is barely a real thing there's like five people who have been canceled mm-hmm. losing your job because you said something because that upset a bunch of people is not being canceled that hmm. has been happening for fucking ever. What there are it? people who have mean? been canceled. Louis C.K. got canceled. He's back. He didn't get canceled then. If you're if you're trying to do semantics, technically he did not get canceled. No, but he had like tangible loss to Harvey his prestige Weinstein career. Got everything. Canceled. Har- Harvey Weinstein. R. Kelly got canceled. These are people. Yeah. Well, no. See, being brought to justice for crimes is not being canceled. <laughs> Bill Cosby, it kind of is. Bill Cosby didn't get canceled. <laughs> he just got arrested. <laughs> I mean, and then furthermore released. Like, like, pe- like this shit where like people are like, oh, you're going to cancel me because I spoke the truth because like they called someone the N-word on Twitter and then lost their job. That's not being canceled. <laughs> like if you called someone the N-word at work, you would also lose your job. That's just cause and effect. Yeah. The, like for the party of personal responsibility, 
really hates facing the fucking consequences of their own actions. <laughs> the goddamn left-wing mob's all mad that I fucking called a stranger in Walmart a cunt. Oh my god, this episode. <laughs> yeah, cancel me. <laughs> um, I won't. Like, it'd be like if, like, the Italian community was all mad at me for the things I said in the Little Italy episode. They are! And I was like... I told you people were mad about and that. And I was like, I'm being canceled. <laughs> You're canceling my freedom of speech. So what's a... Okay. Freedom of speech... All right, okay, okay. So it's a legal concept. It means you so can't be in prison. Me, you can't go to jail for speaking your mind. Then tell me what a canceling is. Like, tell me who a canceling is, because it's not Louis C.K., He's releasing movies in theaters. Um, like, I would say like a canceling is like the band Brand New. Give me another one. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor is a solid example. That's a that's yeah. a canceling. Yeah, that's a solid example. Um, oh, here's here's, you know who got canceled? Who is Al Franken? Yeah, he did get canceled, didn't he? Al Franken his got whole, canceled. His whole shit got shut down. Yeah. His entire everything. Alex Jones. <laughs> face Dan legal, is struggling with face this one. Face legal repercussions <laughs> and lost lost in court. I guess that's me. Still has his show, so I don't know. Like, the man lost his career because of some shit. Like, all right, uh, to, to pacify the other side. Every okay. person who has lost their entire career for wearing blackface 20 years ago. Like, sure. Is all, they're all liberals. Oliver Peck, host of Ink Master. <laughs> they're all liberals. No, he's, he's a super conservative from Texas. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's... Okay, Dan, listen. Listen. I'm going to stop you right now. Because there is a differentiation between hilarious, in-character, in-context blackface, <laughs> and then... A couple yeah, pictures yeah. emerged of you at a Halloween party. Yeah. Where you... Right. The dude from Ink Master yeah. fucking did two separate full makeup artist-assisted blackface Halloween costumes. Not only that, That's but, not like appearing in a genius film like Soulmate. Right. Okay? Not, not, not only that. Separate the art yeah. from the trash, man. Not only that, Don't but, disparage the institution <laughs> of blackface like that, Dan. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stick with Al Franken as my example of being okay. Canceled. Fine, yeah, and yeah. like I know you, the brand new reference doesn't land for you, but that's like a very clear one. To I don't, me. I don't listen to hip hop. You know this. Okay. Either way, the situation with brand new is that um, the lead singer it came out like fucking 15 years ago when he was 21. He fucking jerked off on Skype with a 16 year old. Oh yeah, no, I have and, I have heard this entire story. And the band I watched a YouTube video. The about band it. was already <laughs> in the middle of their farewell tour. And you've talked to me about and, this. And the tour got canceled. This had to be emotional for you. Is the, that it, what this all comes from? Do you like brand new back in the day? I still like brand new. It's one of my favorite bands. See, band. here we go. Here we fucking go. But the tour Everything's all good with condemning people until Dan's fucking no, stupid bands are dragging. No, there's into plenty it. of shit that I like that's been "Quote unquote canceled" that I feel that's well deserved. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a way to attack the, the, you. No, people the, love it when we the, do the this. The point is that like it's a band whose like legacy was just like absolutely fucking skewered because of the timing in which this all happened. It mm -hmm. was a person who, it was a 15 year old offense that since then the person fucking went to sex rehab, like apologized profusely, came out was like, yeah, I fucked up. I was also like, I was a kid in a scene where this was happening rampantly, 
and then the band had their entire tour canceled and like all of their like okay. shit burned like and re- removed from stores whatever i'm not saying that that's right or wrong it's I, wrong i'm saying that either way <laughs> Like, if y'all want to fucking go on about, like, the freedom of private businesses to deny gay people a cake, private businesses also have the fucking right to remove products from their shelves or their billings that they feel hurt their profit margins because overall the majority of people don't want to fucking attend their business because of the shit they're supporting. That's just how businesses are. I would just like to take a a, a momentary pause. And just let our audience base know that Dan had recently had a heart attack scare. And now he's like chugging whiskey and getting very upset. And if this is his final podcast, if he on his way home finally succumbs to the demon that is antacid. Yeah. For the record, my heart's in great condition. Yeah. Dan's heart is in. We've yeah. been joking for two weeks now about yeah. I didn't <laughs> Dan ended having a heart attack. Dan, do you want to explain a little bit about what you're doing? Uh, yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack. Wasn't sure. Because I also thought I might just be having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Went to urgent care. They thought I was having a heart attack. Mm. Went to the hospital. Turns out wasn't having a heart attack. What did the? How did the people at urgent care think that you were having a heart attack? Um, Because blood pressure was like through the roof. Because I walked up to the front desk and was like, my chest hurts and I can't breathe. (laughs) And then when they checked my blood pressure, they were like, it's really high. I was like, yeah, but I'm also freaking out because I think I'm having a heart attack. Dan, one more time, and we've done this. This is like if you are a true listener to this podcast, like you're you're full blooded, then you'll know that this is a through line okay. that we've made through other episodes. And I'm going to take a pee break real quick, but I told you when you turned 30 that yeah, yeah. weird shit was going to start happening to your body. Yeah, and you were like, and I was like, dude, I'm telling you, like the weirdest shit is going to start happening to you. And it's going to make you feel like you're the thousand year old man. Yeah. And, and you. We didn't even talk about the time that they put me on medication that was making me ejaculate without coming. I cannot believe you just said that on air. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best episode ever. <laughs> this is a hot app. Yeah. We have not started talking about the movie. I know. I know. We're, I'm clearly not going to the Honey Festival. Dude, the Honey Festival's rained out. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i call Kat with my new thing connected to my phone. Should I call you her should, right now on the pod? You should just call her and play the Malcolm McDowell cameo. Should Should we do, real quick before the pee break, and then we're going to get back to it, but to the best episode ever, but should we do the thing where um, I catfish my mom this season and, and pretend to be a conservative outreach fundraiser organization? Yeah. Yes, my answer to this has been yes the whole time. I'm dying for you to do this. Like, I'll do it, so it's not you. Well, you'll have to do it with your phone. That's the only way this can work. Okay. It can't be me or Rachel's phone. Right, 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 right. That's that's tough. Put a pin in this. Yeah, I mean, now, and it's on record. (laughs) What do you mean? We're going to do a whole podcast about it. I know. Of course it's going to be on record. Yeah, but now it's preemptively on record. I've told my wife, dude, so many fucking times, when you're talking to my parents, do not tell them I'm doing a podcast right. like under no circumstances. Okay. Do I want my parents to ever discover this podcast and listen to it? It's, it's a, that's a nightmare zone for me. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, and for the, I feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm going to get, your mom's like, so, no, Dan- I, so Daniel, no, what I'm, smooth I'm, jazz? I'm, I'm cutting all of this <laughs> because I feel like I'm going to get doxxed right now. <laughs> like Jack Shouty's going to fucking send this to my mom because she loves Israel. <laughs> all right. I gotta, pee. you gotta keep that. I gotta be.
I have more to say about cancel culture. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we talk about the movie now? In, in a second. Okay, all right. You know what's getting canceled, Dan? I hate this so much already. <laughs> Is uh, mm-hmm. in the fucking 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, mm-hmm. comedians would say pussy on stage and get dragged off stage by fucking police and, not, and get blackballed from the entire com- comedy scene. Bill Burr going on fucking SNL and saying a bunch of shit about beating women and then people getting upset and then nothing happening to his career is not him getting canceled. This motherfucker goes on his podcast for three hours every Monday morning and rants and then gets a million dollar special. It fucking sold out Red Rocks to spend two hours bitching about how he's not allowed to fucking say anything. It's insane. Alex Jones getting fucking sued for having his fans dox the parents of Sandy Hook victims is not being canceled. Yeah. Being canceled is not fucking real. It's not real. It's not a thing. That's, this is a weird, people have, this is a weird opinion. People are getting consequences for their actions as they always have. But the reasoning for those consequences has changed. And been modified. I guess only insofar as that now there's mass scale communication instead of it being localized. So what you're saying is that in this day and age, doesn't matter, a comedian can still go on stage and his shit could be. A bitch will get you because she cheats during the daytime. (laughs) Yeah. There's no repercussions for having said that other than people not liking it. And complaining on the internet. Um, Maybe you lose out on a movie role. You said something that upset people. Yeah. That's just a business decision. All right. This is an interesting... It's an interesting avenue you're in, I guess, here. Am I saying I agree with it? No. But I'm saying that if you're going to also be the group of people that's arguing about the fucking freedom of business to do whatever the fuck they want, and they should be able to deny black people service if they want, because that's what the free market says, and the free market will take care of it, well, the free market has taken care of people that they don't want fucking supported in their media. I'm the black face of white supremacy. What did, uh, what did, what's her face from this movie? What's her name? Gina? Gina Carano. Yeah, what did she do? She, she said uh, she, 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 she said that like fucking anti-vaxxers are like Holocaust victims. Is that her problem? Essentially, and like um, yeah, she got fired. That's being canceled because she got fired for upsetting people. And then she, as a representative of Disney, and then she made um, the first movie ever produced by Ben Shapiro. Yeah, followed by this, which yeah. is produced by Breitbart. Yeah, it's just fucking self-victimization, dude. These people are so desperate to be victims. Um. There's less white people than there used to. Uh, uh, they're going to make us speak Spanish. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about this movie. All I right. Can, I so can't. I watched this movie at 8 o'clock this morning. If you're trying to if you're trying to imagine what this movie is, it's, it's basically like Climax if it were made by Ben Shapiro. Yeah, it's literally just like every time you've heard Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson yell into a microphone about anything, <laughs> it's that in fucking 90-minute form. Like... It looks like shit. It sounds like shit. All the acting's fucking horrible. <laughs> and they're constantly fucking breaking the fucking fourth wall. Okay, like, here's they're the goddamn thing. Ferris Bueller. Here's the thing. This movie takes its influences from many different avenues, um, all of which are misguided. And and uh, I, I'm going to argue that even the making of this movie outs the people who made it pretty badly. But we'll, we'll get around to that. But... Basically, it, it, it's a story uh, kind of like a, I would assume like 
if you want to understand what the structure is, it's like a three act play. Yeah. Um, uh, that consists of very long conversations had by Hunter Biden and a prostitute, then Hunter Biden and his father, then Hunter Biden and the prostitute again. Um, and each one of those conversations spans about 40, 50 minutes, basically. And that's like just the makeup of the entire movie um, with cutaways during those conversations. <laughs> I have a note that says this movie is literally just a person telling a hooker a story. Yeah, multiple <laughs> different times. Um, that's like, that's just bad filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, dude. Uh, it's just a dude telling us this movie. We talk about exposition dumps. I've never seen a movie where the whole movie was an yeah. exposition. Dump. Not only an exposition dump, it's they're literally reading news fact, <laughs> like, like news articles to you. Uh. Characters are looking at the screen. Okay. Dan, like the, the one credit I can give this movie is that it showed me something I'd never seen before. Okay. And that was, um, imagine throughout this movie, dear listener, that Gina Carano is like uh, all the characters from the big short. She's just constantly narrating directly to the camera yeah. about what's happening, but not only that, what's really happening. Yeah. Um, and she is constantly doing that throughout this movie. Um, she's like her own Greek chorus. Totally. She, honestly, I don't want to be a fucking dick. <laughs> But she looks fucking shitty. Oh, yeah. She looks like she's been drinking she and looks, has been upset and eating a lot of ice cream for the past like two, two years. 2007 China. Some of her fourth wall breakings. That's China the wrestler, not the nation. Yeah, she does look like. Oh God, she looks awful in this movie. She's in an oversized suit. They like couldn't even afford to get a form fitting. Yeah. fucking secret security outfit yeah. for her. She's just, a secret service member. Yeah, she, she's she's like Joe Biden's sec- or uh, Hunter Biden's security detail, basically. No, and, she's Joe Biden's security detail. Okay, she's, like, assi- right, she's like assigned to watch Hunter Biden? Is she that what's going on? She says that she is a fictional character right. at one point in the fourth wall break, yeah. but no, she travels... Oh, yeah, the first thing she says, the very, very first thing she says in this movie is, yeah. um, this, this film is... Um, an entire this is this is this film is entirely fictional except for all the parts that are facts guys this movie opens with the quote this is not a true story right except for all the facts yeah this is what the, what we're dealing with we're dealing with a person who, who looks to the camera and goes do you know how much trouble i could get in for telling you this yes i could even get canceled at one point in an entirely unrelated fucking scene she looks at the camera and just goes oh and one more thing it's a little off topic but epstein didn't kill himself what like (laughs) what just like the like they're like winking so hard to like uh, dude you're you're fucking eyelids would fall off from the winking happening in this movie yeah the winking is it it takes up 80 percent of the movie is winking dude they the way they want it it honestly made don't look now look like not like subtle yeah for sure uh no, if any movie has ever made that movie look subtle, it is yeah. this one. They like want to make <laughs> they want to make her this like right wing folk hero of like the victim of cancel culture. Like she works for like such like she was a representative. Every person goes to their job and signs a fucking thing with HR that says if I poorly represent my company, I'm going to lose my job. She works for the most notoriously Jewish fucking company. <laughs> she worked for Disney. She worked yeah. She works for fucking Michael Eisner and is yeah. like, man, I'm like a Holocaust victim. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. 
unreal. And they're and like, this like, is an is, outrage. That is the hero of our fucking They times. removed her from the 19th Star Wars property this decade. And people can't help themselves, man. Like, like Josh Boyer watched her Ben Shapiro movie. And I assume that was unironically at the time. I assume it's because his wife wanted to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And <laughs> I just feel like, 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 do you think like they like round it like? His, and, and here's the, the, the thing: families Josh, like sit around like, the fireplace and like they they no, but like they make a, a thing of popcorn and here's they're the like, thing, let's like, watch the new Ben Shapiro joint. Dan Endon has been pushing now for two seasons that we watch this um, John Stewart movie about. <laughs> About Steve Carell becoming like a, a homespun Democrat politician of some kind, and like, yeah. I'm not I, I saying. To look, watch I'm not that saying with this that, episode. I, I'm not saying that both sides don't do it. I'm saying that both sides are wrong for it. It's just like in this case, it's not well done. Yeah, it, there are things about Trump, and there are things about conservatives that are timeless and fucking hilarious. And and you show me shit like this, and it's like, first of all, I just want to say like the the trailer was cut in a way that it made it appealing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I watched the trailer and they really kept it very close to the vest. They use all, and and there are good shots in this movie. There are um, good locales at points. There are a couple decent choices made from like a, an actual filmmaking point of view, more than like anti-coronavirus. You could say like, uh, if you were to take the audio out of both movies, you would say that My Son Hunter looked yeah, far it looks, it better. Looks, it, I mean, millions it, it looks of, better than millions various of, indie flicks I watch on Criterion. Right, like millions of criminal dollars have been thrown into this yeah. movie to make it look good. Um, I'm just saying, like, the, di- the the difference between, like, liberal satire is, like, you watch John Oliver and you watch him make fun of Joe Biden all week, whereas, like, this is, like, a movie where... They can't do it. There's a fantasy sequence in which, like, a newscaster is, like, praising God for Donald Trump getting reelected. This is a... Oh, my God. I just want to knock Holy my whole shit. stand over. <laughs> Hold on. You're a mess. Um, I'm on three... That's medi- what happens... I'm on three medications and whiskey, and I have a 9-11 food menu in front of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little distracted. That's what happens when you fucking outsource good quality American jobs to overseas to do your engineering. So true. Shout out to Sean Zian for doing this podcast and producing it in such timely fashion. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, Here's the thing. This movie has a moment in which it's like, uh, let's think of a movie that ends like this. Sandlot, where they show... (laughs) Where they show each character and they write what happens to them, right? Now, keep in mind... Like, stand by me? Yeah, there's no fictionalized version of Trump in this movie at all. There's no actor playing him because they would never defile him in that fashion. If there was an actor playing him, it would be like Chris Pratt or like a ripped 20-year-old. Yeah, right. (laughs) He would never be a giant fat man. Yeah, he'd be an Adonis. Uh, (laughs) And um, at the end of this movie, right, they're showing like... And the honestly, Dan, people Dan, fucking this is what I texted you about. This New York Democrat is so funny. This is, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. That's the funniest part of it all. But when I texted you and said, I know you're pissed about watching this movie and it's really tough. And like at points I told you I was going to pull out of watching this movie. I wasn't pissed. I wanted to watch this movie. And I, but yeah, but I'm saying from the point at which I started texting you and saying like, I'm having a tough time watching this. This yeah. is toxic material. Um, and, and yeah, Josh texted me and said, what do you expect? And multiple people, yourself included, said, what do you expect? But it's like, 
Uh, from the trailer, I expected some level of competency, a mm. little bit of messaging mm. between every scene to kind of hammer it home. That would make me sick because, like, I've watched, for example, like God's Not Dead. Have you ever watched those movies? Yeah, like, I've watched God's Not Dead. Okay, shit like that is so much more subtle than this movie. Oh yeah, this movie those has movies. characters. And I, I want to finish my thought from earlier. This movie showed me something I've never seen, which was not only fourth wall breaking, but a character in the fourth wall broke in an edit to another character speaking in the fourth wall in a different scene. It went from one person reading the news to the screen oh, right. to another yeah. person reading the news to the screen. And it was like, like these are people that have watched the big short. These are people that have watched snatch and like movies that have this like heist drug vibe, Yeah, yeah. but they don't, understand it and 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 what's funny about it and this is like all, <laughs> it's like all of the music is like um it, it's all snatch music it's all i was gonna make this call because of your it's all breaks your ire for it it's all the music from the uh the like shannon elizabeth high scene in jane silent bob strike back mm-hmm. <laughs> damn this whole music though this entire movie's music was like the jane silent bob like <laughs> yeah. the skewer for his yeah, music yeah. there was a scene and uh, that took place in china um and I want to say that this one of the funniest things is while I was recording samples today was rewatching uh, this scene where they're in a Chinese restaurant in China. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I had to say that they were in a Chinese restaurant, but but it looks like it was filmed in like a, a Capital One China, right. basically yeah. in America. Um, this is supposed to be Hunter Biden meeting with this like multi-million dollar like fucking big wig, whatever in China. And on my 86 inch TV, I had to plug my recorder into it because I couldn't get Plex to play on my phone or my computer per se. Um, and during that scene, there's water dripping from the ceiling of <laughs> this Chinese restaurant onto the table where mm. this guy and Hunter are having a conversation. <laughs> and the score becomes very Chinese. It's like, yeah. it's like very Chinese restaurant. And then like all scenes in this movie, end with a sting uh you know as a fellow musician you'd know there's the sting in the sitcom that's like bam, 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 bam. yeah just like the, that's the end of the scene or yeah. that's the end yeah. of the moment but they were using like the chinese sitar yep. and it was like blah, 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 blah. and i was like that was very jay and silent bob can we chinese talk? restaurant music i mean the, the, <laughs> a movie that at no less than nine different times um, really harshly criticizes and makes fun of how um, the right is often depicted as racist. This movie was incredibly racist. Yeah, Dan. They used (laughs) as the Greek... There's a second Greek chorus with... Which I I go as far as to say is the most offensive character I've seen on this podcast. The black guy? Yeah. In in a podcast in which we've watched uh, Live and Let Die. So basically, there is a um, there's two Greek choruses in the movie. One is a fat Gina Carano um, being like, "But Joe's really in on it," yeah. and like looking at the camera. Yeah, and, and the like, other is um, a prostitute that Joe Biden is in a relationship with, and his bodyguard, who is this black guy, who they are constantly gazing at what I would assume is some sort of Samsung tablet that like was sponsored in the movie. They're holding the logo literally directly up to the camera and they're like gazing through this fucking thing, the entire movie, like reading through news, like blah, blah, blah. But when it starts, he's like, he sits down next to her, pulls out the iPad and she's like, Oh, 
I didn't know like black dudes were into real truth like that. And he's like, I'm the black face of white supremacy. It's <laughs> it doesn't so, start like that. Then so cringe. This this character's purpose exists to show that they are an inclusive um, yes. group of people, as they are obsessed with doing. Well, so it starts with um the the black guy sits the hooker down to be like, um, hey, X, Y, and Z is happening. Which, by the way, no Secret Service agent would ever do this. But anyway, um, to a to a random hooker. But the hooker's like, uh, that can't be true. I don't see anything about this on Google or anything. And the, the black guy goes, uh, yeah, that's because you got to use alternative search engines. Dude. To which she responds with, you sound like an alt-right white supremacist. Um, to the black guy. Um, she's like, she's looking through Google and she's like, I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Yeah. And he's like, that's because you're using yeah. the wrong. And he's like looking half at her, like half at the camera. And he's like, that's because you're using the wrong search engines, yeah. honey. Something I've he's been, like uh, the uh, conservative spiritual Negro of yeah, this film. Yeah. Something I've been very critical of uh, liberals for um, throughout this podcast as well, but just in life is... um their willingness to use the phrase tokenism mm -hmm. like anytime there's a black person who disagrees with their point of view oh, this is but this, this is, is like i'm going tokenism. to go on the record saying this is the biggest example of tokenism i've ever seen in my life the all i could really think about when i was watching this was just like thinking about this guy like what is going through this man's mind rent we haven't even gotten into anything in this movie, I feel like. Dude, this character... I can't... <laughs> the character of the black guy... Once and, and this is, listen, this is throughout the entire movie. They are cutting back to uh, the hooker and him with the iPad. And everything she's looking up, he's just, like, got a direct message that is literally ripped from every Breitbart headline imaginable. Yeah. It's literally... A, the character's sole purpose is, like, a whole movie of being, like... Look, there are also right-wing black people. Like, we can't be racist. We put a black guy in the movie. If we were racist, there wouldn't be a black guy on Breitbart. It's it's a tough watch. Like they're they're always criticizing. <laughs> it's so funny because they're always criticizing like wokeness for like yeah. adding multiculturalism. Right, shit. right. And this and, is like, the making, only making, <laughs> making characters black for no reason. <laughs> Where and this is like the most egregious they, way they you like do have it. a dude outside a car wash with a big foam arrow being like look at this black guy look the it, black guy loves Ben Shapiro it's yeah I mean dude fantastic point because it, it really is just a travesty what they use this guy to communicate this, this is the most woke movie I've ever seen Dan yeah I mean this is a movie just pure reactionism <laughs> like, pure fucking nonsense you want to um, talk about fucking Throwing in token characters for the sake of diversity. Oh, wait, Dan, can we t can we talk about also the Antifa riot at the beginning? I would love to talk about the Antifa <laughs> riot at the beginning. You mean you mean the you mean the hell? You mean the mostly peaceful protests, Dan? <laughs> As they said, no less than thirteen times on every parody of CNN. Um, dude. <laughs> The movie opens with like, imagine, dear listener, uh, if you've seen Oliver Stone's The Doors movie um, and there's the one concert scene where things start 
truly getting dark. Things are being burned. Like all the clothes yeah, are off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sea of darkness, a sea of people just <laughs> in utter destruction, <laughs> flames rising skyscraper high in all directions. It was like a depiction of actual hell. Um, and they had like liberals in it being like, uh, like there were like two momentary characters that were like, like literally as like it looks like escape from new york or something <laughs> and, and they have um two characters just being like okay well thanks for coming to the riot like you got to catch your flight i'll see you later and just yeah, like hugging yeah. each other yeah, dude yeah. It, it was such a profound way to open the movie and like i i, I want you to keep in mind like, i had no, for the record i did not have a tough time watching this movie this was really this went well, very fast for me because what as soon as that started but you got to take a big break yeah. Big break alert. Yeah, I did take a big break. I took like a 20 minute but like, break. Dude, as soon as that black character showed up, I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. I need to know what's going on here. The preaching in this movie yeah. was like, Real, unlike anything I've ever seen. It's funny you bring up the Doors movie because I have, a, I, I'm going to bypass this entire note just to bring up that like, I felt like numerous times I was thinking that the people during the process of this movie, all they were thinking was like, we're going to do, like, our version of Oliver Stone. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. This is them being like, well, he made W, so we can do this. I I did think of W multiple times during it, um, just how graceful that movie is and yeah. forgiving and humanistic. The, the hilarious thing is, like, how much the right flipped out about W when, like, I watched that semi well, recently, and, like, it's a pretty sympathetic view of George Bush. Let's talk about some uh, interesting things about this movie. Because Oliver yeah, Stone is such a fucking peak shit lib. But, like, I would also argue that this movie made me feel way more for Hunter Biden than I had before. Um, <laughs> like, I, yeah. feel, I feel like they portrayed him accidentally as so tragic right. that... I, I felt like they, and this is because they're such bad filmmakers. You, you see, Dan. That they had lost the thread and ended up no. in their quest of hating Joe Biden so yeah. much, ended up retroactively making a sympathetic case excusing Hunter Biden while also hiring hot chicks, making fake drug scenes, making all the things that a conservative person should be against and reveling in the almost Caligula-esque presentation of those elements. It made them look like perverts. It made them look like fucking sadists. It made them look like bad filmmakers and idiots. And it was fucking embarrassing. Man, no, Dan. Like they ate their own fucking grenade with this movie and it is a fucking sham. Well, that's because you're missing the biggest takeaway of this. Oh, and one more thing. It's a little off topic, but... Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, is it that? <laughs> it's not that. Spoiler alert, the left also doesn't think that Epstein killed himself. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course. But like, all right, no, dude. But here, the right, here, here's the thing. Right. The I, I Believe me, I garnered that exact same thing. But the, the thing that is at the core of this movie is that the right despises drug addicts. Yeah, that well that I mean that is that to, is a huge part to of this that, movie. Every person who made this movie, he's not a sympathetic character. He's a bumbling, stupid fucking junkie who sure who his parents didn't raise him in a typical right. nuclear he's fucking like a environment. Beta, weak yeah. person. He is 
He's the victim of the fucking destruction of the nuclear family. I want to. This wanna, is what happens when your mom dies. No, if you're you right. don't have your mother and father, you just turn into a piece of shit junkie. And all of these scenes that we, as normal human beings with empathy, watch being like, oh, that's a really fucked up situation. Sure. That's a victim of his circumstances. My mom would be watching being like, oh, he's such a bad man. Yeah, they'd be like, I can't believe he bought cocaine. So I want to sum this whole thing up with one incredible scene from this movie that I thought was beyond reproach. Okay. And that's, it's a silent scene. It actually doesn't even have dialogue, which is... Amazing considering the entire movie is explaining everything to you at all times. Yeah. There's a scene where Hunter, uh, you know, in the midst of having this like long sex slash talk with a prostitute is like, I got to go out and do an errand. Mm -hmm. And they make it very clear that he's in L.A. They make it very clear that he's like in Hollywood because that is the most demonized place by the right. um, He went right to a pizza shop. And he pulls up to, and I want to explain this right for anyone who's listening to this, because like I'm a person who's very pro California. <laughs> I'm going to be moving there at some point in my life. Dan and I, loves drought. And I also uh, am traveling there very soon to see the best band in the entire world, the 1975 in San Diego, an open air amphitheater. And as a proponent of all things California, from much exploration and research myself would like to say that they portray shout this, out murder mountain on netflix this scene um <laughs> shout out my friend jesse who was wrongly <laughs> accused of murder for a person being beheaded on his um ranch slash grow up in california moving on um <laughs> i just want to say that this scene is very offensive to me he um, drives like his car out to under a bridge. It's like a, it looks like the game Fallout, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Um, looked very much like Nuketown in Fallout, and um, from under a like tapestry, on in a homeless shelter, basically, a black dude comes out with like an AK-47 and is like, "What do you want? What are you doing here?" And he's like. Chill, man. I'm here for the goods. Yeah, they're all like uh, the, the character in music. <laughs> it is portrayed like uh, if you were to go to California, it would be like midway through the movie Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. Right. <laughs> it's just so much. Like, I, I really, I'm gonna insist that you listen to the Hunter Biden interview on WTF, dude. What's it gonna make me think about? Um, it's gonna make you think a lot about uh, um, what you just said about this movie unintentionally. Um, making him a sympathetic character because I feel that a lot of what they pulled from this movie was directly his own stories from that episode. I'm not saying he isn't a sympathetic character. I think he's a very sympathetic character. I know. Character. What, what in, in reality, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. for them to portray him as such I know, I know. is egregious on their own well, part. What, because what I'm if saying is that, lean... is that episode is him, is him telling a story that I came out of it being like, I feel a little bit differently than Hunter Biden. I, I, I do. This is a sympathetic I character, do. Whereas I feel like they listened to it for ammo. Yeah. And we're like, oh shit, he admitted to doing blow and fucking, hooker, fucking hookers. Yeah. Let's use that. Yeah, you know, it's conservatives are the living embodiment of spark notes. And it's. <laughs> it's just like amazing <laughs> that the way that they have this counter to the narrative, this like counter to the narrative, ultra red pilled black guy. Um, to like prove that they aren't racist, but also they couldn't help from naming him Tyrone. <laughs> His name was Tyrone. <laughs> like, like it would be far too unrealistic to call him Dave. Dude, when they said 
for the first time, a character said, where's Tyrone? Yeah. And I was like, please tell me that is not the one black character in this movie. Yeah, unreal. And, and it, like, Tyrone is like a, a 90s fantasized version of what a boop black name would be. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? It was like if they had called him just like Bill. Like, like their audience wouldn't have like they been like been, who, who it would have been it would have been incongruent who to their are we audience. talking about yeah. who's Bill I, have I seen him yet yeah like surely they're not talking about Tyrone <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that Dan's Dan's side table right now consists of a glass of scotch a statue of Silent Bob a flip phone and a bottle of antacid <laughs> it's like the most Jewish Philadelphian <laughs> Jersey human being set up he's rocking you, you a just pink listed, polo you today, just listed a, so many things in a row that conservatives hate he's a he's a pink, he's also wearing a pink polo right now which conservatives also can't can't pull off can you imagine if ben Shapiro just had a pink yarmulke on one time like a breast cancer awareness yarmulke. <laughs> imagine a ra- i'm calling you out ben yeah. wear a different yeah. color man imagine raising awareness for something that's god's will Imagine God. <laughs> Breast cancer is God's will, dude. Should we take a pee break? I'm, I have to pee really bad, but I'm not done talking about this. Are you? I'm I'm chilling, man. You're saying like you don't also have to pee? I do, but let's. I'm I'm good. I have to I have to pee. Should I pause it? Okay, so don't say should we take a pee break. Just say we're taking a pee break. I'm gonna leave it running. Okay. If there's anything you want to say, now's the time. <laughs> So, so, uh, last time this happened, in the last episode, um, Dan Dan went into the bathroom, and, uh, I did one of these things, and upon editing, he discovered that all I was doing was talking about his fucking need for power and control over the podcast. I was just fucking around. (sighs) Feeling like he took it a little personally. I feel like he was being a little bit of a right-wing snowflake about it, to be honest. But, uh, joke's on him. There's nothing for me to say outlandish here because I've been yelling for the last hour about this movie. So, we're having a great time. Dan's doing a great job. He brought Malcolm McDowell in last week. Really, uh, had a positive effect on my life. Oh, he's back. Hopefully this time around, whatever you said wasn't as mean as last time, Dan. I don't know. I don't know if anybody listened to that episode, but... That was very rude. That was a real perfect transition from what I just said. <laughs> that whole time you're like, Dan is so like smart and charismatic and funny and he should just like he works so hard to like entertain the people around him, but like he doesn't always get like the respect that he deserves. And I just wanna appreciate like the work that he does, the things that he does, even though like no one may ever listen to it, no one may ever enjoy it, but like it's bringing me joy and that's what's important. I love Dan. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, um, zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, this is like, zero is not Do you think enough. that this is the worst movie that we've watched? Let's get into the, the real nitty gritty here. So, like, you this know. This is what you say to me, Rachel. It's literally 12 drops. <laughs> it's not even a sip. Worst is a weird word to use here because. I would say most devious. 90. <laughs> I mean, 99.999% of the time when we say the word worst or best or whatever, some sort of subjective hyperbole 
regarding an art form, what we're talking about is the quality of the picture. Yes. And objectively, if we're talking about the quality of the filmmaking, no, by a long shot, this is not the worst movie we've watched. However... I'm putting two zeros, right? Yes. Okay. However, in terms of its just general <laughs> cultural implications, it's, <clears throat> it's ravenous need to be not humorous. Right. It's just complete lack of self-awareness. And the fact that while watching it, while I was laughing at it, knowing that there are people watching it, its target demographic is watching it and nodding their hair and hand, their heads in agreement. My mom. Like, <laughs> I always laugh at, like, liberals' use of the word problematic. But like this movie is essentially everything that has ever been accused of us, like encapsulated. This in movie, them. like <laughs> these are the people who need to be canceled. This like is these a... people should be put in prison. <laughs> like, like I have the big problem. I have changed my perspective regarding sure. free speech as a result of this movie. If if you were in this movie, you need to go. You know what? I'm a prison abolitionist. Not anymore. These people should go to jail. The war between the left and the right has taken many casualties on both sides. I will say that not many of the people who have traveled to the right in this split of our time have upset me that much, right? Because, like, most of the people that end up on the right, you're like, duh. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, you you um, spent your life going to church. Over the past five to six years, no, way more than that, over the past decade, or more basically, I've only lost two soldiers. Your parents? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't like them nearly as much as the two celebrities I'm about to talk about. John Voight? <laughs> My parents, that's very funny. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things you've ever said on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I, was, I genuinely thought you met your parents. <laughs> no, Dan. What I'm, to, I'm talking about is Kevin Sorbo and Dean Kane. <laughs> Big Kevin Sorbo fan, are you? Dude, the Adventures of Hercules, dude, are you serious? <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's, dude, honestly, you're like, dude, the Adventures this of Hercules. This movie is like is, 90 minutes of Kevin Sorbo's tweets. Right, right. And 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 look, two two of my favorite shows of all time, The Adventures of Hercules with Kevin Sorbo, which I've never rewatched, but as a child made me so happy. That and Sliders were huge. Dude, at the, the same fact time. that that's the two people you said and not like John Voight and James Caan is so. Dude, funny. first of all, no, no to both because John Voight has been clearly insane the entire <laughs> time. Before he was an outward Republican, that's Mister Sir. It holds. He, he was doing a Cajun accent in Anaconda. That was the most ill-advised move of all time. So don't tell me that he dude, wasn't already. Stop a problem. trying to cancel John Voight. Dude. John Voight. Like, probably ghost wrote this movie. <laughs> John Voight was canceled when he did Ray Donovan. That is, like, the most rancid show ever made. The fact that people watch that all the way through to a movie after that many seasons is disgusting. Yeah. First of all, when Abby died, R.I.P. I don't know what the fuck you're talking oh, about. Oh, you didn't watch Ray Donovan? Fuck no. I, I mean, I watched one episode because it took a time slot of Breaking Bad. Hmm. It was bad. Yeah, it sucked immediately. Why it would I watch de- It made Dexter look good. Um, I just, I feel like, I, I'm surprised this hasn't been touched upon. Uh-huh, let's touch um, upon it. But for all of our talk of Greek choruses and this movie being, um, lacking in subtlety, to say the least, uh-huh. um, this movie, in its final scene, 
really does its best to have a uh, clear like messaging moment where it sums up the entire movie. Do you recall this? I felt like the whole movie was summing itself up the entire time, so you'll have to be a little more specific. So we're watching um, during the fantasy scene of what would happen if all was just in the world and the mainstream media handled this this egregious situation the way that they should have. Oh, and the newscaster said, the newscaster looks at the camera and says, will those in power ever be held accountable for their crimes? It's like, and in the next moment, <laughs> they praise Donald Trump. Yeah. Repeatedly. A, a, a guy who one in two of his cohorts have been put in prison. And at this for point. the record, <laughs> the only crime they showed in this movie is them doing business deals in exchange with foreign entities in exchange for money. Right. Which is, A, yeah, bad, but also what every politician in history has done, and B, what Donald Trump has done for his entire career. Jared Kushner got $2 billion from Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. two fucking years ago, Yeah, and they still have not said why. Nope. And they were like, we need to make a whole movie about how Hunter Biden got the Ukraine money from America. It's so noxious, too. And that, the, that's the, all it is. The things is they melt. They're out. corrupt. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Well, imagine a that a vice president <laughs> got money from a foreign from a foreign body. country. <laughs> we're in a situation where currently we're in a like it's like the dude, the motherfucker has classified documents and the concern is that he gave them to a foreign entity and they're all like that's fine he's the president he can declassify whatever he wants so what if fucking a bunch of our spies died last year and there's like well hunter biden was on coke and he said the big guy while in china because it's china it's so fucking these stupid, motherfuckers dude. doing such like, a fucking reversal on their yeah, fucking like, hatred we spent 60 years as a country fucking okay. demonizing russia I and mean, now everyone loves russia and they're like china you can boil it down to its most basic aspect which is that you have people that are supporting the trumps attacking hunter biden for you know various legitimate insane reasons and at the same time like the trump and particular family like the surrounding family of trump is a notorious criminal enterprise yeah. that has done so many things that i would assume make hunter biden's conquests like i would not be shocked to find <laughs> this is just bad would not be shocked to find that eric trump has been like in some sort of demon pagan ceremony where like blood is being drank yeah. whereas like hunter biden is a fucking retard which has been made clear and he's pathetic, but he's like a, a human and his, his damage is real and admitted in this movie, the things that have happened to him um, and the way that he was raised. Anybody would have trauma from that. And I understand it's like cool to demonize a drug addict, but at the same time, like when you compare the misdeeds of Hunter Biden, who there is no less than 10 news stories about on Fox News every single day compared to how much even CNN, which is a fountain of bullshit right. as well, talks about Eric and Donald Trump Jr. It, it, it's incomparable. Yeah. But the crimes obviously being perpetrated somewhere behind closed doors is so clearly like 
happening in the Trump family and Hunter Biden is so clearly like a pathetic drug addict that just like it's just like has a traumatic it's life. Just this, it's, it's just it's, the same it's, shit. Like it's, it, it's, just, it's just like what they're so outraged. About. It's like they make, put all the time to make this movie and they couldn't pin anything on him outside of like maybe there was a quid pro quo in which like in exchange for like picking some businesses, America gave certain businesses contracts. Right. We know with absolute certainty that Trump did that often. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just standard operating procedure for our fucking country. Trump was like doing that with like North Korea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like should like if it Should we make a movie about that? Let's I mean <laughs> exist in in this hy- hypothetical world. Let's assume that every single thing laid out in this movie 100% happened and is true, right? Right. By standards of the law, yeah, Hunter Biden should be in jail. Joe Biden should be in jail. Yeah. And you know what? 100%. If either of those things happen, cool. I wouldn't care. Yeah, me neither. I'd be All like, good. awesome. But also, like... Admit it, at least. If these same... Like, be honest We about know it. for a fact <laughs> that the Trump family has done this with regularity. Yeah. So why do you care? What the fuck is happening here? Every... We have financial <laughs> records. Of right. all of Congress. Yeah. We know that they do this. Yeah. <laughs> we should be outraged. It's sure. bad. But, like, of all the misappropriation of tax funds, like, giving some money to Ukraine is pretty low on the list. Yeah, it's it's extreme low-level crimes that they're showing in this movie. And they are crimes, but, like, at the same time... It's just, like, feigned Jesus outrage, Christ, they're, dude. They're, they're, yeah, it's feigned outrage. They're just, like... Propping up things that Hunter Biden did that a like almost every president or politician has ever yeah, done. These are the same people being like, well, if they didn't want us to hide all of our tax money in shell companies, then they should have written the tax code better. This is a movie like that- Donald Trump has objectively like in this movie. The, the crux of everything is that America gave a billion dollars worth of aid to the Ukraine under in exchange sure. for some contracts. We know for a fact, like an objective fact that Trump has hidden billions of dollars to avoid being taxed on it. Right. What is the fucking difference? If you're going to be mad about tax money, you should be mad about, then just be mad about all of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. If literally there was even <laughs> one line in this movie where they were like, "Ah, eh, well, Trump probably shouldn't do that either. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, cool. right. The, first of all, <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to make a movie about how like the government is fucked, I'm your target demographic. Yeah. If you want to make a movie about how, like, the drug addict son of a vice president, which is the biggest fake fucking job on the planet. Sure. Like, went to China and was like, oh, well, you know, the big guy <laughs> yeah. m- might might give you a contract if you give me. Oh, also, like, there's a moment. As if people would They gave assume... him a diamond worth $30,000 in the movie and they were, like, scandalous. As if any reasonable person wouldn't assume that the son of a vice president wouldn't be doing dealings for a vice president. It's fucking beyond me. And the way they portray Joe Biden in this movie. Like, Ama- amazing. Which we haven't all. touched on. <laughs> we have not gotten there like, yet. Don't get me wrong. I. There is well documented my abject hatred for Joe Biden. No. I have never seen any singular indication that this is how he acts. No. At all. No. It was not the character I expected. I They treated him like he's fucking Scarface. They treated him like he was a genius. <laughs> Which is insane. Here's the thing, Dan. Like, yeah. and this is what I'm saying. Well, th- this they, is no, this listen. is Schrodinger's fucking left winger. This, this like, is what I'm saying is that these people are so fucking inept at making this movie 
that they a portray hunter biden as this tortured soul who's had a horrible life <laughs> and then they go and treat joe biden like he's the fucking don corleone yeah like he's vinnie chase which is the antithesis to them also yeah. trying to portray he's, he's simultaneously, him as if he is inept and yeah. has dementia. He's senile. Yeah. So you can't have it both ways, but because these people who made this movie, all they've ever done is watch movies and take them the wrong way. Right. They're trying to reproduce this paradigm of having a father and a son having this like power struggle over the father being like the Don and the son being like not up to the father's snuff. And that works in a movie, right. but when you're trying to make fun of Joe yeah. Biden and uh, his son, it doesn't work because then you're portraying both of them as positive characters right. in a way. And you've also spent years creating a caricature of that. Then they go out of their way to try to reverse that, yeah. and it makes absolutely no sense. For example, there's a scene where um, Gina Carano <laughs> is like... All of a sudden, and it, it has no context, it has no point, it is literally an aside in the movie. Gina Carano, who has admitted in this movie to being a fictional character, suddenly is in a 50s boudoir black and white right, right, uh, right. photo oh, shoot God. with Joe Biden, right? And there's this montage scene of him sniffing her hair from every single, yeah. single angle, from every... And it's just like, you're trying to... Do too many things here. You got to stick to yeah. like what you right. know, and which you know is what? like which which even Dan and I would admit, which is like the dude is way too old. You could make fun of him without doing this, right? So much more subtly and brilliantly. And like if you were to watch, for example, my cartoon president, they skewer Joe Biden in that show yeah. too. They're open about that as well. Or if you watch all of these pundits that you hate, whether it's John Oliver or Trevor Noah or John Stewart, they do say things about Joe Biden being basically inept as well. It's right. not, it's that's the thing about the right memory, which is like they can dish it, they absolutely cannot take it. Whereas left humor is is able to yeah. stretch to both. It's inherently self-effacing. We are we have the confidence enough in our manhood. And we're not scared by this mystical God that doesn't exist. We're open to criticism so that we can progress and change. Like it's whereas the right is like, this is what's funny forever. Yeah, right. And this is what's not funny forever. And like, let's make fun of gay people and black people and yeah. like any manner of things that they did in this movie. It was just it made me sick to watch this movie. Yeah, it's it was, their whole spiel, man. Like it, it's literally it's Schrodinger's fucking liberal where like they're, we're simultaneously all fucking snowflake fucking gender neutral soy boys who can't fucking take care of anything in their lives, who live in their parents' basement and majored in fucking gender studies. We, we are in a basement right now, while, but it is while, my paid-for house yeah. that I worked in blue-collar settings just, to achieve. This is every Democrat, while simultaneously everyone's part of Antifa, ready to fucking take over the entire country. Like, every Democrat politician is simultaneously senile, fucking a puppet, useless, while also being, like, such a deep-state fucking genius that they're able to fucking commit these large-scale conspiracies like just pick a lane man just just pick one it can't be everything i mean and i just need consistency there's no consistency when you live in a world of contradiction like for example 
There is no end to like Breitbart or any of these organizations in their insistent need of um, demonizing foreign entities at all costs and keeping everything American, keeping everything fucking you know cold-blooded red-blooded usa and then this movie was filmed in fucking serbia yeah the entire film was filmed in serbia you notice that the way they tried to present that joe biden has like gleaned grotesque wealth um from hunter's misdealings is because he had a nice swimming pool well that's that's all they could afford was that opening donald trump lives in a golden fucking castle (laughs) right these people are fucking insane (laughs) man they just say stuff. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a big fucking problem, dude. What do we do? I I can't say it's... Do you know what it takes, Amy, to sympathize with Joe Biden, dude? Like... <laughs> Did oh, you feel like oh, you sympathize with Joe Biden? After watching this movie, I'm like, just like, I'm like, leave the old fucking idiot alone. Like... <laughs> Like, I agree with the perception that, like, he is not mentally all there. He is, like, definitely on some... Like, I don't want to say he has dementia, but he's fucking... He's getting there. Sure. He he is an inept person. I've listened to him talk. It's fucking nonsense. But, like, don't present him as the fucking godfather. Yeah, it was... They presented him as very, like, smart. (laughs) Very conniving. It's... Yeah. It's... It's crazy. It was crazy. The, he's simultaneously like this inept fucking because they're also trying to make but also it, like the most genius politician on the planet. I mean, because they're also trying to make it like an episode of Succession. Totally. They're also totally. trying to make it like they're just like basing it on film properties like Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. where you're looking at like apex predator people, and then but but trying to also portray him at the same time as a feeble idiot. It makes no sense. But it's also just like, dude, all the hair smelling stuff, like. I yeah. think all that shit with Joe Biden in real life, super weird. Yeah. I think I've watched plenty of like plenty of Joe Biden being super weird towards women. And the reality of the, of my feeling is that like that motherfucker was accused of sexual assault during his campaign. That should have been the end of it. And the fact that liberals gave him a pass while fucking like right on the heels of me too. That's fucking insane. Whether it was true or not, be consistent. You that's get always what my you fucking deserve. That's always my thing. Be fucking consistent. Like, he got accused of sexual assault. If you're going to be mad at Clarence Thomas over Anita Hill, like, you got to be mad at Joe Biden. If you're going to be mad at Brett Kavanaugh, you got to be fucking mad at Joe Biden. Or if you're in this movie, like, listing how many people are suing Joe Biden for sexual assault, yeah. be honest about Donald Trump. Also exactly, being sued dude. A thousand times for sexual assault. Like, the motherfuckers in photos with goddamn Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And they're like, and they make and, a Jeffrey Epstein joke. Yeah, no, and they, yeah, make a Jeffrey Epstein joke. That's that's another thing that like I found very funny is that like their adherence to the like Clinton kill family narrative and where that stops when all of a sudden Donald Trump's family is a part of it is fucking hilarious. Like as if we don't have video of Donald Trump fucking kissing his daughter on the lips and giving interviews about like how like how much how hot she is and how much like he would love to fuck her like but like yeah it's both that's the thing is like in their heads in our heads it's either or like we're good with joe biden being creepy yeah but fuck trump orange man bad they said orange man bad no less than 48 times this movie (laughs) it's not orange man bad he's bad he's bad (laughs) not everyone's bad no one was happy to vote for joe biden that's what they're not fucking getting he's not a fucking democrat hero yeah, they're portraying he him. He lost. They're portraying him like Maverick from Top Gun. Like they forget he lost the previous election. <laughs> right. He lost to Hillary Clinton, who everyone also fucking hates. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about Joe Biden. 
No one cares about Hunter Biden. And the only reason we don't care about Hunter Biden is because the Trump family's so fucking goddamn flagrantly corrupt. Yeah. If goddamn Donald Trump's presidency was just like crystal clear and nothing shady yeah. happened the entire time. Remember it flipped like and, 24 hours after he got in and started getting crazy immediately. Yeah. If, if, if he just had a regular presidency yeah. and this movie came out it, it would and, and it was and the Hunter Biden laptop story came out. People would have been fucking outraged yeah. and been like, that guy can't be president. Yeah. But they are the ones who they, have set the standard that this is okay. They are obsessed in this movie with saying directly to the camera and otherwise, yeah, we would be focusing on Hunter's laptop if the media wasn't trying to always take down Donald Trump. And it's like, yeah. the dude legitimately is a trash fire, has always been before his political days was one of the most controversial celebrities period and they tried to be like they tried to be like isn't it so ridiculous that the media cares that he said he's gonna grab a woman by the pussy yes like what still, a still yes the fucking hill to die on imagine My if God, they had dude. a soundbite of joe biden saying that i know they would be losing I their know. minds forever well that goes against family values dan <sighs> And it's with that that we should probably end this episode, right? I hope they all die. That's for sure getting cut. No. No. I mean, we're doing this. I'm fucking over it, dude. <laughs> you guys, like y'all, if there's anyone listening to this who like is in that is camp, upset about this, like, like I'm sick of y'all. I can't fucking take it. Like you're so annoying. Like just be normal. <laughs> Just be a fucking adult person. <laughs> like. Love it. I don't fucking get it, dude. Just like. Stop. Dude, please no. stop. Just fucking just shut your fucking mouth. It's exhausting me. They are exhausting me. I'm, I'm exhausted. Tired. I am post exhaustion. I'm tired. We're in a world where fucking goddamn the person who wrote the 94 crime bill. I'm just like, at least I don't have to listen to him fucking talk. They're like, oh, Joe Biden hides in his basement. I'm like, good. I don't care what the president has to fucking say. He's a figurehead of a fucking corrupt goddamn stupid system. Oh, I knew we were going to end here. Oh, well, at least he's not mean tweeting. Oh, like as if the only reason yeah. people are mad at Trump is because of his tweets. Exactly. It, it couldn't be that he's a fucking absolutely insane person. <laughs> The dude's fucking literally like mocking handicapped people and they're like, oh, he's mad because he tweets mean. Like, no, we're mad because it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It's mad because yeah, I'd like to go it's on vacation. borderline inhuman, so please stop. Yeah, like, I'd like to go on vacation to Europe someday and not yeah. have to be like, eh, spit on. Be like, oh, well, I'm American. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, they, these people who aspire to be a <sighs> world superhero, superpower again. Are not realizing that the reason we're a joke of the country of the world is because not they, realizing it's a fucking reality show host, Dan. And also, Dan, he got roasted on Comedy Central just for being a piece of shit ten years before he was the president. I just want you to keep in mind that they do all of this because they love America. <laughs> so true. These are true patriots, Dan. <laughs> uh, and with that, I, I think we should. I think we should put a pin in it because we could go on forever about this topic but ultimately we should go to cpac we should do a live pod at cpac i would have loved to see the performance of the 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 guy acting as the january 6th um insurrectionist <laughs> in the jail cell with marjorie taylor green that was, like petting him <laughs> that was maybe one of the best things i've ever seen i'm gonna set the over under of like 
four years until Marjorie Taylor Greene's in a porno. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, dog. Oh, wait. You know what we didn't even touch upon? What's that? This movie that's um, here to, you know, this is like an activist movie trying to bring the truth to the working class. Uh-huh. This movie costs $23 to fucking watch. <laughs> yeah. 23 fucking dollars yep. to watch a movie in your home in the year 2022. Yep. And we did not pay for that. Yeah, I'll, pay, I'll pay that much for the Marjorie Taylor Greene porn for sure. Me too. Signed. Yeah. Hashtag me fucking too. Wait for that episode. Yeah. Baby.